I did that not crazy often because I was scared of playing with strangers. But <laughs> um, <laughs> not not about getting your butt whipped by strangers. No, no, no. Just, I was just scared stranger of strangers. Danger. I was a kid scared of strangers. I still am, but you know I <laughs> deal better with it now. I'm Zach, and I'm Michael, and welcome to E10 Plus. Since we talked about Nintendo, it's like a full episode, just Nintendo. Devoted to... to yeah. Um, but Nintendo was huge. Nintendo was like such a big part of a lot of people's gaming lives, whether they grew up on it or, or it's something that, you know, started coming out with like the the Wii and stuff when they were older and that's <laughs> maybe the first thing they picked up or just the contributions they've made to gaming in general right i mean characters like mario e- easily the most famous video game franchise of like all time <laughs> today we're going to talk about the ds good old nintendo ds mm-hmm. the cheeky little thing i'd sneak into my classes in <laughs> school <laughs> in school we're we're gonna talk about this because I mean, we'd had uh, we we had the uh, PlayStation Two. That was a big thing for us, um, growing up. We had the Nintendo one Wii. with the three, the really weird controller. Then was it, it was was it the sixty four? Oh, sixty four. Yeah, yeah we did have a sixty four with the most peculiar design for a remote I've ever seen in my life. Careful saying that. People will get on you. People, I'm sure they will, people but love that it's remote. still raw. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm not dissing the system itself. I enjoyed the games I played on there, but I, I see no reason for the three um, handles on the controller. But I, I, I feel like the DS was actually a bigger part of our childhood than the Nintendo 64, than the Wii, which is shocking because the Wii was a pretty big yeah. thing. But I think the Nintendo DS was even bigger for us than either of those systems. And I'd say it was probably on par with our, our relationship with the PlayStation 2 in terms of how much time we sunk yeah. into playing video games on, on these devices. And I, for good reason. Mm-hmm. I mean, the yeah, DS sure. has been a, around for a long time. I I'm I believe it was Nintendo's longest running uh, uh, hardware line. The original DS launched in 2004 at 149.99 was the price. It was November of 2004 that that came out. Um, we didn't pick. I them wasn't up. the one buying them. <laughs> I didn't right. Buy we we did not pick them up. We had a Game Boy b- before this, um, but our first DSs were the uh, DS Lights. That's one. I've actually got one here. This is cute. Our old. The nostalgia just from <laughs> looking at one of these things. <laughs> the old DS Lite, um, which came out. The screen in, is a lot smaller than I remember. In June of 2006. Being, yeah, probably it's... because I was a lot smaller when I used it. Yeah. Also, we all have like six and a half inch phone screens yeah. now versus My this phone little... screen is larger than both of the screens combined uh-huh. on the DS. Oh, by far. ASMR. It's an ASMR <laughs> of the... That's what this episode um, is. It's just an ASMR. But that came out in June of, of 2006, the DS Lite. And it, it, it launched at a 
less expensive price, it was mm. uh, $129.99, possibly adding to the reason that was our first one because mm. it went down in price a bit. Not by much, but by enough that it mattered, you know. It it didn't take long. It was another two years after the DS Lite came out that we got the DSi, which launched in uh, in Japan in 2008, late in 2008, and then um, globally in 2009. And this one went up in price again, actually passed the original to $169.99. And the screen size was the 3.25 inches. And I bring this up because the next DS to come out was later that same year in 2009 when we got the DSi XL which was the first of the XL uh, DSs that we ever got, which brought up the screen size to 4.2 inches um, and increased the price by like 20 bucks, which is crazy because that's like a whole extra inch basically that you're (laughs) getting on the screen, which again... Right now, it you know may not seem like a lot insane, but that's way bigger, like, like significantly. And this is when everything changed for me. This is when uh, the 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 next iteration that came out. This was <laughs> this was my baby. Had you had you managed to save up to get your own? Is that no? That I think this was a gift. Uh, a gift. Well, what I think it was was. Uh, I'm sure at no fault of my own, I had lost my DS Lite. <laughs> uh-huh, right. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> and for however long I had been looking for it, I had been like, you know, crying about it. I'm like, where did it go? And so... Where is my DS? So it was Lola that Why can't got I the uh, 3DS you? when that came out, which... I was not expecting the to Nintendo receive 3DS. because the Nintendo 3DS, which came out in 2011, launched at two hundred forty nine dollars and ninety nine cents, a hundred dollars more than the original DS launched at. Because it could go 3D, which is crazy. And while the the 3D gimmick was interesting and also i i will say the the normal 3ds that launched the screen was 3.53 inches it was a better DS, which is bigger than the like plain base dsi yeah. um not as big as the xl but it is larger than the og ds and the DSi. and then just the processing um, power but the, the, the processing itself. power was significantly better yeah than yeah, for sure the original ds um, and the and the DSi and the DS Lite. The 3D and so mode that always was gave me a really yeah. The 3D mode it was a gimmick and it was fun for some things. <laughs> like it was interesting. It was, it was a little uh, entertaining. It, it had maybe. like a camera and you could do things on that. I made yeah. so many stop motion videos. That's yeah. <laughs> um, but the the processing like the new games that you could play on this, it was so cool. And at this size, this was still something that you could ridiculously easily fit in your pocket and mm-hmm. just take yeah, it with you sure. wherever and then you're playing these games that are like way better like it's it was yeah. a really cool thing and it was like you either had the nintendo ds for portable gaming or an ipod right and uh, yeah one is the and clear the, winner right because you know one of them gives you a full controller and two screens and cute what, little stylus right you know, this was, it was cool 
to to have that kind of processing power. And I know it's kind of funny now because this is definitely not that impressive. But uh, the the 3DS was honestly I was still playing on it up till I got like the Nintendo the the Nintendo Switch Lite. Like I was still playing like uh, Smash Bros on my 3DS and just it was just a great system and uh it was uh 2012 like the next year that we got the 3ds xl which actually and i i tried to as i was researching this i i kept trying to find uh something to to prove this wrong because <laughs> i i wasn't understanding it i don't believe it. the 3ds xl launched at <clears throat> 199.99 Fifty dollars less than the base than one. the base three <laughs> yes, and so um, I'm sure part of that was just in in Nintendo switching to the 3ds originally. It was a big jump, yeah, and so all the changes that they made. It's only a year after, but then you know, following that up with something, they will have they they would have already changed their production lines and and their systems to make it easier to mass produce this kind of thing. And so maybe that's not true if not leave us a a note or something like you know mm. put a comment in on our show to let us know. Review cause, it. Cause review just, our show uh-huh. just to say just we got to this clarify one fact something. incorrect. I would really like to know cuz but yeah, that's my best guess. And that was a big thing because when the 3DS originally launched, people were surprised at the price mm. because it was such a big jump past what what the the prices had been. And then we continue on. There were there were uh, I I won't go as much into detail with these because this is kind of where my relationship with the DS line ends. But you had like the new 3DS stuff that came out. They had a a new DS which was pretty similar to the current Nintendo Switch Lite where it's just oh. like a flat panel except oh, it did have right, the two right, screens right, right. top and bottom um but then the you know joystick and the other stuff on the side a bunch of nonsense i don't care to get into it no. maybe one of you guys really liked one of those but the flat um, ds right and so that all happened around like 2015 that we got like the new 3ds new ds uh new 3ds xl all that stuff so that's kind of like a general history of the DS. Um, but obviously the the bigger part of this, you know, past what uh, the releases and the prices at release and the sizes, it's all interesting to see the progression and to see, because this line was, to me, a pretty obvious precursor to the Nintendo Switch. Mm-hmm. Because we saw them kind of bridging that gap in both ways, going from the Nintendo Wii to the Nintendo Wii U. And that was also kind of like, a, okay, we can kind of see where this is going. But then you see this combination of the Wii U with its separate thing that can, you know, connect to a TV. And the DS, which is totally portable, and it's like, yeah, take this wherever you want and play your games. And I think that's where we kind of got the switch from, which, yeah, you know, we... It makes sense because of how successful the DS was. Right. The fact that they ran this line for like over 10 years, well over 10 years, like yeah. uh, it's impressive. And it it's a worthwhile line. Like I am glad that they kept it going as long as they did because 
I I spent so much time with uh a lot of with the DS Lite and then the the 3DS following. And so we we thought it would be fun to kind of go through uh, memory lane <laughs> and uh, look at some of the uh, games we really enjoyed playing on the DS and yeah, see if we can spark any memories in <laughs> in you guys. What uh, what comes up? And so one of the the first ones I want to reach to is Mario Kart on the DS. Yeah. For one, this game was awesome. It was so good. <laughs> Mario Kart in general um, is really fun. The the sickest part about this one to me was you only needed one person to have the game in order to play in order to play friends. multiplayer. And so one person, like, I'd go to, like, sleepovers and stuff, and somebody's like, okay, who's bringing Mario Kart? And then one person would bring Mario Kart, and the rest of us would all bring our DSs, and we would all join online. And it it only required the one game, and we could all join on and all play together. Man, good memories. That's, like, such a, a fun thing. We had this, like, group of kids we'd all hang out with whenever our parents wanted to do stuff they'd drop us off uh-huh. at their parents house and uh just all of us bringing our respective ds's uh-huh. and uh <laughs> and so that was a cool thing and i wish we had more of that now this this uh you know online and you only need one person to <laughs> to to play to the, game. the game uh, what a fun thing and I, I want them to do similar things with the Switch because, honestly, you've got the Switch Lite, which is the, the Nintendo Switch that I have and the, and the one that I use, and I love it, and I love the size and the portability and the power that you get with that. That's about the price of the DS. It's $200 base price. You can get it on sale for cheaper. You know, if multiple people have a DS or, or a, uh, a Switch Lite, get a game like... Mario Kart or, or Smash and just like let one person mm-hmm. have the game and you can all play online together. That's it's such a simple thing. But it it really shows to me it showed a care for the customer past will you give us money? Yeah. You know? And and like there there is obviously if you had more people with the cartridge, then you could play with like eight people. Right. But we didn't need that. And we could just play with the four of us on just the local internet with one person having it, which mm-hmm. is fantastic. Yeah, so that's that's the first game I wanted to Yeah. And it must be said as like at. a port to the DS, it still runs really well. It, like graphically, it's not amazing, but it's also Mario Kart. It doesn't need and to be And also on a three inch screen. Yeah. It's like uh, honestly the graphics on all of these games looked perfectly fine to me. Mm-hmm. And especially on the 3DS, that screen to me felt like a big upgrade. So much so to when I was playing it up to the point that I got uh, Nintendo Switch Lite, I didn't mind it. Like, yeah. you know, late uh, 2010s, just playing it, maybe 2020. I don't remember when I got the Switch Lite. But, you know, having it up till then, the screen did not bother me. Mm-hmm. That, I know, was one complaint with the... Uh, 3ds XL uh, is that it was the same image density, the the same um, screen uh, pixel density. Oh. It was it was the same pixel density on the normal 3ds as the 3ds XL. Oh, interesting. Which meant that the 
image that you saw on the 3ds xl wouldn't have been as sharp yeah because it's, it's taking the same screen. pixel density and just scratch stretching it out huh um so that was a bit of a complaint on the 3ds on the 3ds xl again i did not have that one so yeah. it was never a worry to me but yeah i graphics were never a complaint for me on the ds line with how small the screens were and then also even like if they weren't that small just in general, the graphics were not that bad. Yeah. Um, they they fit well to the games that were designed for it. You have a game that you well, we've want got, to like, take a look at first? A couple of... Now, it must be said, we, we've already talked about our favorite Lego games. <laughs> uh, we, we're going to talk we about a, little, a few of them but again. We're going to talk but... about some Lego games again. Mm-hmm. Because it, it was really fun to see when they ported these games to the DS, they weren't just... Uh, direct port. Right. They, and part they would, of that was processing Yeah, power, a, a part of know. that is the limitations of a portable device like this. But that also meant that picking up these games on the, the DS made them a new experience. Right, we weren't just replaying the same like game over again. It wasn't the entire same game. And there were also some unique characters for people really into yeah, the absolutely. comics. Yeah, absolutely. There were some very unique characters. Yeah, yeah, so I'm talking about Lego Batman for the DS and also... Lego Star Wars The Complete Saga for the DS. Mm-hmm. Again, it's like you have the same general game, uh, same idea. Heck, they see, they use the same box art. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but they they had different missions. They had different characters. Right. They had a couple of different abilities in them. Once again, they had that uh, multiplayer. Um, these ones, I believe you had to have two games in order to play the online multiplayers for them. Yeah, you needed multiple cards. Um one cartridge in in, in both systems so we have that you're a playing on. Copies of them, both of these, right? Games. But that was another fun thing. Another really cool part of this was that at the time on the PlayStation Two with these games, you had your split screen. Yeah, and it well, was you know. Did they have? I don't think they had split screen yet on these games. Or or uh, sorry, you were locked to yeah, your same. Yeah. Um, but but this portion. one allowed you to. But because of this, because you had two separate devices, right. you had your own screen. You know, you weren't sharing it with somebody else. You which didn't was get really locked cool. in an area because right. your friend wouldn't. Which was to say, a a point towards the DS <laughs> over the PlayStation Two when playing these games, regardless of how small that screen was, it was yours, mm-hmm. and you had it, and your friend had their own. You could go different places. Mm-hmm. It's it's just fun because I I remember like in the Lego Batman on the DS they had the character Firefly on there. You could yeah. use a little flaming jetpack and go around. I think they had Huntress on here as well. Mm-hmm. And again, it's just like for for people who are big DC fans, there are a bunch of these characters who you didn't get on the console version that right. you got to play around with and explore. And that honestly, that's one of my fondest memories of this game. Mm-hmm. Is just that we got these more obscure characters like Hush as well. Right. And, but yeah, it's like, I remember that one. <laughs> what is he doing in a child's video game? Uh-huh. But it, it's just a, a really fun experience to see right. all these unique people. Yeah. And then same deal going for um, Star Wars The Complete Saga. Another one that we would love to pop in both copies into into mm-hmm. our respective DSs and play all these new levels, playing these, you know, kind of iterations of levels that we had played. So there were some familiarities, but a ton that was different. 
And it's funny looking at the back of the box out here. It's like, you can use your stylus to swing the lightsaber. It's like, I, Why would I, I had ever totally <laughs> forgotten about that game mode. But uh-huh. it's, I, I remember trying it once or twice. I was like, oh, that's interesting. Oh, all, the, all the mini games, too, yeah, that you would use your stylus for. That, that they like cleaning cleaning your uh, pod, pod yeah, racing window. Yeah. <laughs> like moving the rocks around uh-huh. like when you're balancing uh, with Yoda. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just some of these and and this things. this game actually this one specifically brings back a, a very specific memory of mine uh, a, a core memory if you will <laughs> if uh, you're a fan of Pixar's Inside Out we would uh, sometimes be rebellious and play these games um, late at night. Yeah. When we were told not to. <laughs> like we'd, we'd be told lights out, and we'd uh-huh. be hiding our DSs under our pillows. Right. And we'd pop and them out. We'd <laughs> take them out to, to play when our parents would leave the room. <laughs> um, you know, lights off, but we'd be playing uh, Star Wars The Complete Saga. And and I remember... We'd be burning our eyes out with the <laughs> DS screen. I remember one time in specific, we were playing, it was late, we were probably being too loud, like talking to yeah. each other while we were playing. And we hear our parents start to come in. And so I'm on like the edge of my bed and you're like on on the side. I like fold mine up and put it down the side of the bed against the wall. <laughs> and so like totally not able to get to it. And because you're on the edge, all you can do is put it under the pillow. Mm-hmm. And we both like... Andy's coming, you know, pass out, like, yeah. just, like, <laughs> pretend like collapse, we're sleeping. pretend like we're sleeping. I don't remember if it was our mom or dad who came in, but they come over, they f- flip up the pillow, no. they grab your <laughs> DS, and they take you, and they they start looking around, and they try to find mine, and they can't, because <laughs> I had put it, like, between the side of the bed and the wall, yeah. so they, like, are just unable to get to it, um, but they take you and your DS, and they, uh like go off into the abyss or whatever like i don't know where you guys Remember go me. <laughs> and uh i'm just there still pretending like i'm asleep as though mm-hmm. that did not just happen <laughs> you know i'm like they didn't notice <laughs> and uh I'm safe in the clear and my mom comes back in um and and you're gone you're not there yeah, no, so I'm... i guess you were eaten or something <laughs> um but my mom comes back in and she goes you're lucky your brother didn't rat you out and she leaves, and I'm just like, whoa. <laughs> and that was a core memory. I ain't no and, and that's when I knew that you could be trusted for the rest of my specifically, life. Specifically, specifically. Uh-huh. Snitches get stitches. I, I ain't no snitch. Rule of the, rule of, first rule of the streets. That's when I learned the importance of that rule, and now that's a rule that I live by. Snitches get stitches. So that was a core memory that changed my life. Um, thank you, Lego Star Wars, the complete Lego saga on the DS. Saga. We, that um, would never have happened if you so, did not exist. That's a, a very impactful, <laughs> impactful story for me. So I'm glad that I finally have a forum to, to share that. Um, <laughs> Another game that I, I played more than you did, I believe. But there was a Star Wars Battlefront made for the DS. Uh, Star Wars Battlefront Elite Squadron. Oh, I remember that one. Now the thing is, I enjoyed the campaign for this game. Mm-hmm. So much more than I enjoyed the campaign for Star Wars Battlefront 2. Now, Star Wars Battlefront really? 2 is a golden game. I love that, that is, game. We're probably going to talk about it at some probably point. Probably one of the greatest but games But it is of all one time. of the best games I've ever played. However, I really love the campaign for this one. Because it I like, do remember. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because it like this clone unit. And 
for they specified them as being brothers, which is funny when they're all brothers. <laughs> I, I I realize later on that like it's not the most unique thing of mm-hmm. clones being brothers. Uh, <laughs> however, right. like you, these two were specific, and like you you play through the events of Revenge of the Sith, and you this was another one with multiplayer. Yeah, yeah, this was another one that had a multiplayer mode, and but you play through Revenge of the Sith, you play through the, the Empire, saga. and you play through the end of yeah you you played to the end, and you played to after the sixth movie. Mm. And there, there was just this whole arc with like you having a connection to the Force, even as a clone. And there, there were the way they had it, it was a instead very star of Star Killer. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Not quite as cool. <laughs> it wasn't Star Wars: God of War, but mm-hmm. yeah. And so, it. I just remember these fond memories of these really cool moments in the story where, like, you'd fight General Grievous, uh, mm. or there was the final battle against your brother, which is one of the hos- hardest boss fights I remember. There was also. Earlier on, I think it's like the second mission, but you're in space, and there was this one mission where you had to like shoot the guns on the Separatist flagship, so that way uh, Anakin and Obi Wan could get into the ship. Oh my goodness! And I remember that, that was so hard that was for so whatever hard. reason. You had to time it like yeah, you so had to time perfectly. it perfectly and get ridiculous. all the guns, and it was so difficult. But we we got through it eventually, and like Ram Koda makes an appearance in this story. And there, there's just, like, a bunch of different areas of the story. And it was the story of the game that I played the most. But it, it was just a fun experience. And there there was, like, you could play through the campaign together. Mm-hmm. And there was, like, multiplayer game modes as well, like Escort the Droid or whatever, which I didn't play as much. Right. But, yeah. I, I just, like, remember enjoying the story and seeing, like, for me as a younger child, seeing how they could incorporate a believable story that exists within the lore of the already existing lore of Star Wars was really cool for me as someone who's grown into writing a lot and creating a lot of stories Mm. myself. So Star Wars Battlefront Elite Squadron. And it it was a unique change-up, too, because Battlefront is an over-the-shoulder shooter. However, this one was more of a top-down, like, squad-control strategy Mm -hmm. game. And, like, granted, it still is, like, real time, and so you still right. just run around and shoot things and hope you don't die. <laughs> so not too much strategy in that. But it, it still was a cool way to change up the gameplay of the Battlefront games. Right. And that was one where I feel like playing it back in the day, I was, like, playing through, and I'm like, these graphics are insane! <laughs> 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 the, me holding my, my 3DS, <laughs> the power of the sun. In the palm of my <laughs> hand, <laughs> playing Battlefront Elite <laughs> Squadrons. Yeah, it was a good game, and it was a lot of fun. Honorable mention. <laughs> this is this like, is just one that I, I, I want to throw in. I wouldn't say that it's like right. This in, wasn't foundational in, yeah. to my to my childhood. But just the amount of time that was put into it. Mm-hmm. For the one feature about it that I right. really enjoyed. So, drawn to life. You may the, not recognize that uh, by that name alone. The SpongeBob SquarePants video game DS game <laughs> where you fight they, uh, Doodle Bob. Uh huh. They it was in depth. It was a big game for some reason. Yeah. It was like huge. There were a lot of missions. Like massive maps, and it got challenging at points. Um, and there were like areas where they wanted to play to the using the stylus, and so there were areas where you'd like need to 
go over something, so you have to draw the bridge that you have to walk across. Right. Or you have to draw the vehicle that you're going to ride through. But honestly, I spent the most time in the character creator just because they had a character yeah. creator. So this this was the feature, the the one that probably the reason that we would play this one as much as we did. Just because you could have a custom. Is they had this like character creator where you could like totally just like pixel art create ground up whatever character you wanted to and one of the cool things too is they had like little stencils that you could put into your character thing to like create like the map of a body so you could like fill that in and then fill in the rest to like make them look like you wanted or you could like totally just do whatever you wanted to make them look Mm -hmm. and they they had pre-mades as well and so right if that wasn't your um, thing, you could just like. I think Bubble Buddy was one of the pre-mades, and that was the uh-huh. only pre-made that I used. Was um, Bubble Buddy? <laughs> but they like, I was, and and I think they had other things. Like, didn't they have like tools and stuff that you could change the design of too? And um, and but, there were other things like you had to erase certain things as you came across them, or right. you, like they had the stylus incorporated a lot throughout the game. But it was the character customizer in this one that really made the game what it was like uh, it it was creating a whole character from the ground up and they would look like whatever you wanted to and then you got to run around the map as this thing that you created whether it was horrendous or or it actually (laughs) looked like a thing (laughs) you know um and and there there was like it's a it's a side scrolling platformer that you just have a punch button and a runaway button and that mm -hmm. that was like the depth of the game itself but there, there were just the fun elements. To of me, as a kid, it was hard though. Yeah, like I there, feel like there were the difficulty. I remember was, being challenging. <laughs> was much more difficult than I would expect from a SpongeBob DS game, but uh, you know, I I did want to bring up that one because it it was you know, it was something cool that I did end up spending a lot of time on because of features like that. I I'm pretty sure everyone who's played a DS. Even played other systems. These these games were across quite a few. Yeah. One of the I'm, differences is that on the DS, um, this one for the 3DS. Uh, I think it was really re- well suited for the DS. The Scribblenauts franchise, I'm sure many of you have heard of. This one specifically, Scribblenauts Unlimited for the 3DS. It fit well. And honestly, I, I'm pretty sure that this version of the game was nearly identical to the other ports. This this is one of the games that I feel was most similar to its console variants. And the thing is, I think it worked um, like almost better on the DS just for the sake of having the yeah. stylus. Made typing things out a lot faster. Huh. But Scribblenauts was is such a fun game. Cause you have your you have your puzzle solving. Uh just like in any game that focuses on puzzle solving will give you a lot of liberties to be creative with. And that's part of what made it so fun is that you could find the most absurd <laughs> thing. Like you could summon a hungry baby purple Cthulhu <laughs> and that would beat uh, a mission with all the stars uh-huh. because of how specific you were and what you made. Right. And and just Scribblenauts gives you so much liberty to be as creative as you want. And especially in the hands of a mini-me that was right. the world. I mean, as a child, I don't think there was anything my little brain could imagine that this game would not allow me yeah. to, to yeah. create. Like any any word you could type and it would show up there. For those of you who don't know the Scribblenauts franchise, I'm assuming you do. 
or at least you've heard of it. For those of you who don't know, basically your character, Maxwell, you get this special journal and anything you write in it shows up. Mm-hmm. And so you could create whatever you wanted to and it would just show up. So you would just type a word, you would click your journal, you would type a word and that thing would show up in in the map. And so you would get these, you know, you would have like a, a free, not free roam, but like a, a playground yeah, there area were, there were different playgrounds where you could, you could just hang to. out and do fun stuff. But then they would actually have missions that you could do. Mm-hmm. They had another one that was DC superheroes <laughs> themed that was also fun. But this is the one that I kind of want to talk about because it was it, – it really did let me do whatever I wanted to do. Well, it's like, fun too because there were those playground areas where you could like – I, I remember being able to get a shovel and dig through the earth or make a drill and go underground. And I'd, I'd try to put things up that would survive different, mm-hmm. like, apocalyptic events. Like, I'd summon Create, a, like zombies. a bomb or zombies mm-hmm. or a volcano. Make, like, a shotgun to shoot zombies. Yeah, like. and then and then when I was done with everything, I'd just summon a nuke and blow uh-huh. everything. And I, I remember NPCs would freak out and run away when they uh-huh. saw bombs and... I, just so the way I lost like it that. when I found out that I could create an arcade in an arcade machine, click on it, and actually play a game yeah. inside the game, <laughs> I was like, no freaking this way. This is the best <laughs> game of all time. In what other game can I play a game? That I made. I, <laughs> it, so uh, it really was just... if If I were to grab my DS, and I, I, I wanted a game to just mess around on, this was absolutely the, go the go-to because you could do whatever you wanted to. It was one of the real ones for <laughs> that. So, for sure, Scribble for Nuts sure. Unlimited. Now, it must be said, the game that I spent the most time Same here. on the DS. Absolutely. Like, hands down, not yeah, even close. Not even, like, Absolutely. And it's funny because I would spend time outside of the game coming up with different strategies for it <laughs> is the in- incredible title, Lego Battles. One we did not really mention while we were uh I, I feel like I can't remember if it had Lego spaced games. my mind at the time or if I had like written it as an honorable mention and didn't mm-hmm. actually end up using it as one of mine. But Lego Battles is essentially my introduction to strategy games because I, I mentioned that like the the Battlefront Squadron one was like a top down kind of strategy game, but not really. Right. But Lego Battles had this really fun like campaign you could go through. Well thought out. That was like well thought out and it made sense and you could play as all the sides because it followed the very popular Lego titles of the time, which was Lego Pirates, Lego Castle. And Lego Mars Mission. Mm-hmm. And first of all, Lego Mars Mission <laughs> was like the Very solid golden franchise. era of uh, the best Lego sets yeah. ever. But that's besides the point. And you got to have these different heroes you could make. And you would build your fortress. And you would build units. And you would build harvesters. You'd build mines. And then you'd have to use the resources that you've collected to go and fight the enemies or complete the objectives in the area. Not only did you 
actively work to accomplish the goals or just wipe the enemy off the face of the map. Mm -hmm. But there were also little like red bricks that you could find in different missions. Yeah. Which I was very pleased whenever I never had to Google them. Mm -hmm. And these unlockables could give you the classic cheat codes that Lego does to make the game like either give you more money or make your characters indestructible or fun things like that. Which I'm sure there are people who are like, oh, cheat codes make the game easier. But as a child, making an invincible <laughs> character and running around, that's just so much fun. Mm-hmm. But there, there are just like so many aspects of the strategy to the game. Because you could also have your, your naval missions where you'd make your spaceships or you'd make your ships. And you had to go out and you'd fight people. And Missions that had both. Yeah, yeah. You had missions that had blends of the two. And it was just like such a fun game. And not even to mention that you could just like create your own little world of doing a fight and you can either do that with another human right, being or with say, a that's, CPU. That's where this really came but in yeah, was the multiplayer we part would play of it. it nonstop. So much. Uh-huh. I'm sure a lot of it was me trying to ask you to play again until I was able to beat you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I fancied myself the grand strategist. And like uh-huh. I said, I spent time outside of the game planning strategies mm-hmm. for this game. Which is like, again, it's not the most in-depth strategy. <laughs> But just in the mind of a child, it was it was the perfect amount, yeah, for complexity like our, our and simplicity, you know, to feel like you're doing a lot mm-hmm. while still actually having some depth to the game without right. being overly difficult. Mm-hmm. I I I think it had way more than you would expect. Like if you were as a full grown adult to pick up this game mm-hmm. and open it and boot it up for the first time, I feel like it would be way more in depth than you would first Anticipate. assume. And I think you would have a ton of fun. Yeah, honestly, like looking at this game again, I want to pick it up and see. <laughs> charge just, the yeah, charge the DS, DS see if it still again. works, and pop in Lego Battles. Mm-hmm. This is a great game. And then the last one that I want to talk about, and I want to talk about this. Are are you done talking about Lego Battles? Is yeah, that, yeah. yeah. I'm just looking so, at it and reminiscing. <laughs> the the last game that I want to bring up, my favorite game for the 3ds was super smash bros nintendo 3ds was this the first one that introduced villager from animal crossing as a playable i think so this game the amount of time that i spent playing this game so much so to you know like i was saying up until i got the uh nintendo switch Lite. This was the game that I was playing mm-hmm. on the 3DS, like into adulthood. When I was feeling really cool, I would put my 3DS in my pocket and I would go somewhere and I would play mm-hmm. <laughs> Super Smash Bros. Yeah, on the absolutely. 3DS. This was one, again, where the graphics were actually impressive um, for, for what it was. And uh, it was really crazy. the processing of the game, right. Saturation was really good yeah. for the game. Uh, just like colors looked great. I would, uh, like, train my way through the characters I wanted to do really well on fighting against, like, CPUs. And I'd, like, fight against, like, a, a level 3 CPU to start. And then i just play crank over and over again. Well, you know, cranking up the difficulty <laughs> one by one until I was able to beat them on, like, level 9 with the character who I wanted to main as. I remember when I got this game because... I think this was the most excited I had ever been for, yeah. you know, a, a game for my DS. <laughs> I had uh, 
ordered it online or I had one of my parents do it. I don't remember what. I did pay for it myself. I bought this one. I waited for it. I, you know, I had a guess as to when it would show up. I was walking home from school one day and I it had like spaced my mind. Mm-hmm. And I see the mail truck driving away from our house. Like it, it turns the corner that I'm walking down that when I turn that corner, I get to the street that our house is on. Mm-hmm. I see it driving away from our house <laughs> and I'm like, no freaking way. <laughs> and I start running and I yeah, like yeah. run the rest of the way to the house and I see it on the porch <laughs> and like I see the box on the porch and I get into the house and I rip it open and I'm like, yeah. And I, I pop that thing in immediately and I get it started and... The rest is history because I, I had been playing since until, you know, I, I upgraded to the uh, to the light. I, yeah, I spent so much time on this game. This one had one of the best online multiplayer systems of any of the DS games I had ever played in that I could hop onto online matchmaking and mm. battle against other players playing on their 3DSs online. I didn't realize online. this one had matchmaking. Yeah, and so I did that not crazy often because I was scared of playing with strangers, but... <laughs> um, <laughs> not, I, not about getting your butt whooped by strangers. No, 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 no. I was just scared stranger of strangers. Danger. I was a kid scared of strangers. I still am, but, you know, I <laughs> deal better with it now. I, and so I did... I played this game a lot, and I loved it. And this was another one where, you know, I I would play it with my other friends who had 3DSs Mm -hmm. in this game. We would play play locally online together. Man, it was a good game. Like any Smash game, I'm sorry to all you multiverses, PlayStation (laughs) All-Stars fans... Smash Bros. as a franchise is the Super Smash Bros. Yeah. is the local fighter game, including for me, including games like Mortal Kombat. Oh, really? Like Street Fighter. If I were, if I ever want to play a game locally where I am fighting, you know, the people in the room with me, I will always choose Super Smash Bros. That's fair. And uh, this is just another example of that. You know, Super Smash Bros. on the 3DS. And so, yeah, th- th- this was my favorite game. While I probably spent more time playing Lego Battles, you know, part of that is that was one that we played a ton on the DS Lite. Mm-hmm. So it was before the time that I had the 3DS before, <laughs> right, before... uh Super Smash Bros. for the 3DS had even come out. And so, while while I'm sure I spent more time on LEGO Battles, this game was just wonderful. And mm-hmm. to me, was the closest I ever felt to playing a full console game on the device that I could fit in my pocket. Nice. Because Smash Bros. on the Wii... Uh, Super Smash Bros. Brawl it was for the Wii. There were no features in Super Smash Bros. Brawl on the Wii that I did not have 
in Super Smash Bros. for the 3DS. Mm. And considering it was a newer game, it gave me even more characters, you know? Yeah. New characters that hadn't been... So it, it was legitimately, to me, like a big deal. Like, I was like, this is me playing a console game with something I can fit in my pocket. This is the moment. <laughs> so, you know, it, it was... And still is a, a, a very special game to me. So... As has been made clear... <laughs> The, the Nintendo DS. The DS is a treasured part of our What childhood. a heartthrob. <laughs> the, the DS. Is yes. that how you use that word? I, I, I wouldn't <laughs> say so. Hey, if you still have yours, break it out, man. Yeah, boot it up. Let us know. We'll bring over Mario Kart. Over China, we'll bring over one copy of Mario Kart. You don't even need to buy Kart. the game. <laughs> we'll Just we'll let us bring know. it. We'll bring the one copy of Mario Kart that we need. <laughs> and we can all play together. Because... And in the age we're in now, we're getting more devices that, you know, these portable powerhouses, even your phone now is, can play uh, games you know, can play to. games way more powerful than your DS or 3DS could ever run. But I, th- I think the DS line will always hold a special place in the hearts of, of anybody who, who had one. Mm-hmm. Because for a lot of us, it's, it's where our, our love of gaming kind of bloomed, kind of blossomed, blossomed. you know. Thank you, Nintendo, once again for making our childhoods <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> what they were. 